This podcast covers all things health, your body, your brain, and your well-being. Each week, we'll be joined by doctors, as well as the occasional guest, to talk about the health topics that mean the most to you. We spent a long time looking at, at, these, at these varying aspects that you've all probably been uh, um, exposed to at this point in time and managed to get a, what we feel is a pretty good understanding of how to go about these autoimmune problems because it turns out that pretty much everybody walks in here with just about anything they walk in with has an autoimmune problem. And, and if you have something that comes and won't go away, kind of came out of nowhere and won't go away. For example, people get migraines and then they go away and they never get them again. Okay, the people walk in here, the people get migraines, they come in here, they never go away. And it's the same way with certain pains and it's the same way with certain gut problems. And, and it's the same way with uh, many of the conditions, dizziness, vertigo, balance, fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue, those types of things. So one of the reasons they don't go away Maybe the, maybe the biggest reason, we, last week we argued for the chronic stress response, maybe the biggest reason is autoimmunity. And we got to see a lot of autoimmunity uh, through trial and error. Uh, we got to see that in, in a lot of these people that we had already kind of established in our minds that they had autoimmune problems do very well after we addressed their gut. Mm-hmm. And, and we spent a lot of time, Dr. Gates spent a lot of time uh, researching the gut and, 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 and at some point we decided, you know, well, we got to do the gut first. At some point we got to decide we had to do the gut and stress responses. But at some point we decided we had to do the gut first. We started seeing significant jumps in improvement quicker uh, as, as be, being one of the moving parts and pretty much all the autoimmunity that we were, that we were treating. And so, uh, so that became a center of focus in your uh, in your world, as far as the research that you were doing. And so we're going to bring you some of that today. So, and I will often tell people, I have a feeling that sometime in the near future, um, maybe in the next couple of years that, that some research project or some, some authoritative group is going to come out and say, I think all autoimmunity is coming from the gut. I think it's possible, but mm-hmm. you know, you've done the research, you, mm-hmm. you, you would be more conversant with that, but it just seems every month or a couple of months, something else comes out mm-hmm. that's coming from some bacteria or virus in the gut combined with leaky gut or not, or whatever. Right. So, um, so that's kind of where we're going today. Last week, we made a strong argument for chronic stress responses. And frankly, I don't think there's any doubt that both of them are involved, but you know, it's kind of like which came first, the chicken or the egg and, 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 and these types of things. And then we're going to continue to do some presentations on this in the near future. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and going back to what you were saying, we saw the autoimmune disease was based in the gut. You know, this is our these were our observations six, seven years ago. And this was a time before, well, let's say it this way. This was a time when if we mentioned gluten-free, that came against so much stigma. Uh, people scoffed at it. At that time, we were doing autoimmune paleo. And again, nobody had heard of it hardly at all at that point. And uh, well, even when we started doing criticism. this, yeah, exactly. Three years ago, we started this, right? Mm-hmm. It'll be three right. years ago, I think, next week or two weeks from now. And all we heard was, "All you guys talk about is the gut." <laughs> we're like, "Yeah, right." But then now, fast forward. So pay to attention. End of 2017, going into 2018, everybody's focused on the gut. Everybody who walks in here typically has already been on autoimmune paleo. They've tried probiotics. They've tried this GI supplement. They've tried this doctor's leaky gut formula yet they're still not having results. 
and we'll dovetail into that. But what you need to know as an autoimmune disease patient, just to kind of summarize some of our other broadcasts, is that there's a tremendous association between so many autoimmune diseases and the gastrointestinal tract, leaky gut. You can go back and watch our broadcast on that. I think most people watching this will have some familiarity with leaky gut. But just conditions such as rheumatoid arthritis, they're finding that bacteria from the intestines are translocating into the joints. That is causing the specific autoimmune response associated with rheumatoid arthritis. We know that Sjogren's syndrome, that's a condition where the immune system attacks the lacrimal and submandibular glands, basically your ability to make saliva as well as your ability to make tears. They have a high association with H. pylori, which is a bacteria in their stomach. We also know thyroid, the most common autoimmune disease in America, has tremendous associations with food molecules, so intolerances to gluten, intolerances to dairy, multiple sclerosis, the gut breaks down within seven days if you injected the reactive T cells from an MS patient or an MS mouse into another MS, a non-MS mouse, that little mouse will have breakdown of their gut in seven days and breakdown of their blood-brain barrier in 14 days. It's now unequivocal that there's an association between type 1 diabetes and bacteria, bacteria in, the in the gut and autoimmunity. I mean, we just keep going on and on. You name the condition and the research is there. So it's pretty overwhelming and pretty significant, basically. And when you look at the amount of money spent in this country on autoimmune disease, it is staggering. We didn't even go into Crohn's disease and ulcerative colitis where it's just like complete we, um, slam dunk, leaky yeah. gut, bacterial imbalances, largely with Klebsiella and uh, Crohn's disease. Yeah, you can go into celiac. With ulcerative colitis, there's breakdown of the intestinal barrier and colonic barrier integrity, on and on and on and on. And these are, again, conditions that lots of times require $30,000 a year of medications, if not more, to manage them. And so... Autistic spectrum. Autistic spectrum. Diseases. Yeah, World Journal Gastroenterology. Which, by the way, are largely autoimmune-related also. Mm -hmm. Yeah, World Journal of Gastroenterology did a great overview of that in 2013, 2014, I believe, where they said autism is a gut problem. That's basically what they were saying. They said that the American Pediatric Association was turning a blind eye to it and that there was tremendous research as to why these autistic patients were having problems and it was all based here. And for those of you who are out there going, now it's vaccinations. <laughs> there, yeah, there, there's actually discussion. maybe a little connection. There might be, but we don't want to gut. talk about that. No, no, I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying, yeah. I'm not saying all vaccinations cause right, right, I'm not right, saying right. that, I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there's that there's we we've seen a number of autistic kids who became autistic after they had a vaccination. I don't think that's like controversial. Right. OK. But there are but they're kind of already a compromised host of the gut. Yeah. Lots of times of parents will relay Joey or whoever their name was. were on antibiotics and, several and times. Antibiotics is more the thing that sets them up. Could be. You know, yeah, could be. and other things that, right. that set them up, compromise their gut. Mm -hmm. Then they get the shot right so some people we're not saying you know we're, we're not, not saying we're not, we're not the vaccination guys okay right. but we're just saying for those of you who are looking saying no all autism is vaccinations um whenever i hear all whenever you're it's all heavy metals it's all i'm always suspect we have always found it isn't that way but we have always found that there is some and even the even the vaccination people can see that there's some problems mm -hmm. in a small percentage of the people okay and right. i understand but anyway, it's just saying, I'm just saying it, that this, this autoimmune stuff in the gut is. It's huge. It's huge. And then the question like, becomes, why is the gut breaking down? 
which gets into environmental factors. That's what everybody chalks up to in the literature, environmental factors. Well, what does that really boil down to? Is it the fact that we're eating more processed carbohydrates and starchy foods, high fat, high sugar, starchy foods, pre-made meals? I just read a, an article on that this morning regarding autoimmune disease. So is it the fact that we have these TV dinners and things of that nature that we're feeding ourselves as we grew up? Is that what's causing autoimmune disease? Is it... Um, is it the antibiotics like we've talked about? Is it the change in the food supply, so to speak, in America where we now have big agriculture and different pesticides are used and are those pesticides imbalancing our gut flora, depleting us of certain vitamins and cofactors and nutrients? Or is it the stress? Or is it a combination thereof? And realistically, it's probably a combination thereof. Very strongly, we are seeing the stress response as being the driving factor for a lot of patients who have persistent gastrointestinal dysfunction, frankly, because we saw it. We were treating a lot of autoimmune patients just with nutritional and, and supplementation and protocols. Well. Yeah, and they would maybe do well in the beginning, but then they would fall apart because they were massively stressed out or they had post-traumatic stress disorder, and those things were not being addressed that were further compromising their physiology. So we definitely look at the stress in detail. What some new research, because we promised you that we would go into that in today's broadcast, is they're now finding <laughs> yeah. uh, there are nitric oxide pathways that can be dysfunctional. So for any of you autoimmune patients who have cold hands and feet, and let's say you don't have Raynaud syndrome, but you have cold hands and feet, that's a breakdown in the nitrosative pathways or nitric oxide pathways as they're termed. Nitric oxide is a vasodilator. Uh, you may have heard of it for people who have conditions, they give them nitric oxide derivatives. So anyways, when individuals have autoimmune disease, they can get an imbalance in their immune system. And uh, like an evil dictator can take over their immune system. It's called TH17. It's a very inflammatory part of the immune system. And when that gets rolling, the nitric oxide pathways tend to become dysfunctional. And as a result of that, blood vessels, you know, your distal arterioles, going into the capillaries, those distal arterioles start to break down. So you don't get enough blood flow into the extremities and that can cause the cold hands and the feet. But what they're finding, that's just a representation of the problem. What they're finding is that once this starts to occur, glutathione, glutathione is the body's most powerful antioxidant. It helps to balance the immune system. But once we have this dysfunction of the nitric oxide pathways, glutathione gets all consumed <clears throat> and it becomes kind of inert or inactive, and with that happening, then your glutathione is not able to then try and balance your immune system. So it's kind of like, you know, the evil dictator takes out the warships. So now there's nobody to really police them. And that's a major, major finding that's coming about with uh, autoimmune disease in general. There's a lot of research on this. Again, more and more research just with every condition, diabetes. We talked about Sjogren's last week. Now Sjogren's is tied also to a bacterial imbalance in the gut. It just keeps going and going and going. It's almost, it's not a theory anymore. It's a well-accepted element. Um, a lot of this research is being done at Harvard and these major medical schools on the microbiome. But everybody is looking for the probiotic. Oh, in fact, there's a great article. They did a recent study on lupus nephritis. So lupus, another uh, autoimmune condition tied to leaky gut. They gave mice with lupus nephritis probiotics, and they found that they're their lupus kidney disease went away when they were on probiotics. It's pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. So everybody out there now is hawking probiotics. They're hawking their probiotic that this bacteria is better than that bacteria. Unfortunately, we really don't have enough research yet to say that. 
but I am starting to see, and I'm starting to see uh, articles that are kind of getting a little bit, again, getting a little bit more realistic about probiotics, talking about when it makes the person worse and why and when it doesn't work and why and when it works and why. And, and, and it's, it's getting down to, it certainly works for some people, but frankly, more often than not, it doesn't do anything, but the person has been, uh, is taking it. It's not making them any worse. So they're, they're, they keep taking it because somebody said, it's like going to the dentist. Somebody says you should be taking it, but, mm. but, uh, but I am starting to see articles on that where, where, where people are kind of just saying, look, you got like 14 different strains of probiotics or something like that, that they, that they manufacture and there's like 10,000 bacteria in your gut. And, yeah. And, and, the, and the other articles that are, that are starting to argue for, if you can get the gut under control, you can get the stress response under control, but that's me saying that. But if you can get the gut under control, it, your gut will repopulate itself the way it's supposed to. The key is getting that gut under control, which is no small thing. Which is no small thing. And when you look at the electron microscope uh, images of the gastrointestinal bacteria, you know, it's, it's kind of like Nazi Germany in there. And so you have a lot of inflammatory bacteria. And just because you're going to sprinkle some probiotics in there doesn't mean those bacteria are going to plant seed and start taking over. So frequently the inflammatory bacteria they're entrenched in the intestines. Right. Or they get like a covering on it. Right. Sometimes that they yeah. can't even, the probiotic can't even get in there. And so because of that, then the only way to really change this microbial structure is to, in our experience, change someone's diet to, in essence, try and starve these inflammatory bacteria of what they like to eat. Then you can use other natural microbial regulators is probably the best way to term them. They're, you can kind of think of them as antibiotics, but they're not antibiotics. They help to kind of wipe out some of the bad guys and kind of clear the landscape. So then as Dr. Rutherford is saying, hopefully the good guys can start to grow right. back in, kind of getting rid of the weeds and attempt to get the good guys in there. But then within the context of all that, you have to consider then other factors that are promoting leaky gut. Are you eating certain foods? Because, for example, gluten causes leaky gut in everybody. Whether you have celiac disease, a gluten sensitivity, or you have absolutely no health problems at all, gluten breaks down the gut. So you're taking your probiotics, you're eating your French bread, you know, that's an exercise in futility, basically. Or to go back to what we talked about last week, I mean, to me, the biggest, <coughs> the biggest X factor is the uh, chronic stress response. And that's why what we talked about last week. If you're, if I, we have people coming in here all the time now, as Dr. Gates said, and I do the intakes, and, 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 and it used to be, <laughs> we had mentioned diet. Like diet's going to help me. Like now it's like everybody is now yeah. it's like everybody's on the AI. Just diet. Just diet. <laughs> now everybody's on the autoimmune paleo diet. And as you said, and, um, and, 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 and what were they doing here? <laughs> right. And they're taking bags of supplements and, and they've been the people who've done even maybe done very similar things to what we would do with the intestines in their particular case. And then it worked and then it didn't work. So what are you going to do? Well, in the beginning, I said we had two professions that were put together here, and the functional neurologist had figured out how to dampen chronic fight-flight responses, um, and, the, and it turns out that what, what we started to see was, oh, yeah, we needed to do the gut first, but if we didn't do the fight-flight responses at the same time, then the brain was flooding the whole system with stress hormones, and it has a particular affinity for the inside lining of the gut. Well, if you're trying to fix an intestine, and it's continually getting flooded with stress hormones that are inflaming it and damaging it and causing leaky gut, that's going to be the big X factor. And this is kind of like the little back and forth between, is it the brain? Is it the gut? We'll probably talk a little bit more about antibiotics in the future and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Heavy metals. I think we need to talk about heavy metals again, as it pertains to autoimmune We're talking about heavy metals again. Yeah. 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 So I'm glad you brought that up today. So the gut is, 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 uh, but, but the point of this 
but but yeah so when i said the gut it's no small thing getting somebody's intestines better i mean it is no small thing we get some really obviously somebody there are people out there are taking probiotics right. and going it worked for me and it did work for you we don't see you <laughs> we don't see the person it worked for okay yeah, we're not seeing the people where <laughs> we, aip works for them anymore right we, we 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 see the people that have done everything now it went from nobody understood anything nobody understood what the gut problem was nobody even thought the gut was a problem people thought it, we were ridiculous talking taking them off of gluten they thought we were more ridiculous saying that the and all, that a gut was had something to do with their chronic joint pains and, and and we went from that years 10 years ago to this now to where everybody's come in and they've done all that stuff and they have all the data and they've tried it. I, I, one patient came in yesterday and she had a book from a, what's a, a, a medical intuitive. And the book is like, it's all over everything. I, I told her, I said, I think this gentleman must be watching our videos, mm -hmm. but it has all of the pieces in there with no chance of this person getting better reading this book because each chapter has like, like here's 15 supplements for your brain. And here's, here's 20 supplements for your gut. And it's not like that. And it's not like that. And, and you have to be able to evaluate what is, what is affecting that person's gut. And there are way more factors than, than what Dr. Gates just got done saying about. So you have to determine the factors first. You have to, if the stress response is there, and there's some literature now that's call, calling irritable bowel syndrome, irritable brain syndrome. Dr. Gates has done presentations on, um, on how concussions break down the gut almost immediately in some cases. Uh, now I mentioned that to everybody and everybody, a uh, lady yesterday, oh yeah, I've had multiple concussions. So there's a lot to it. Sure, there's okay. a lot to it. But having said that, I do believe right now that at some point everything is coming out. Here goes back to your probiotic commercials. 70% of the immune system is in the gut. So why would it be a surprise that immune responses in the gut were the center of, uh, or way in the front line of creating autoimmune responses. I mean, it wouldn't be just from a logical perspective. It, it would be logical. We see it every day. Look, that's all we treat is autoimmune stuff now. I mean, it is a rare, 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 rare day when somebody comes in and talks to me and they don't have either an established autoimmune problem or they suspect they have an autoimmune problem. And it's just like so easy again, because back years ago, it was like, I think you got an autoimmune problem. Oh, you guys think everything's autoimmune. It's like, we're just telling you what we see. And also relative to diet. So everybody talks about AIP now. Well, Autoimmune you, have to find, diet. you have to find the right diet for the individual. Case in point, we have this patient been to the Mayo Clinic. Has We discovered with our testing that she has or he has or they have. I don't want to be gender specific um, because I don't want to, you know, just think that we're talking about patients. But <laughs> just using this individual as an isolated example, they have a condition where their immune system is attacking the stomach. This person has had a lot of um, stomach issues throughout the past. So we determined that this individual has an immune attack on their stomach, yet they were continuing to have all sorts of digestive symptoms. And this individual had to be broken down in, the, in terms of their diet into basically just eating protein and fat, no veggies, no carbohydrates. And then all of a sudden, the gastrointestinal pain went away. Well, you know, that's pretty drastic. And a lot of you are not going to know to do that, not going to do it anyways. <clears throat> but you have to find the right diet for the right individual, completely the right diet for the right. right individual. And that is so important in the context of everything else that we've discussed in terms of stress and bacteria and, and all these things. And just more and more, I mean, I forgot to even mention autoimmune hepatitis. It's a condition out there where the immune system and what attacks the liver. what did you just talk about was autoimmune gastritis. Yeah, where the immune system attacks the liver. Well, 
we're finding that it has a tremendous association with gut bacteria coming from the gut and going into the liver, inflaming the liver. The liver can't tolerate all the inflammation, so it actually turns on itself and causes the immune system to attack it. Almost invariably, every autoimmune disease we've, we've managed, maybe with the exception of a couple. We haven't seen a Bichette's syndrome yet, but um, we've managed a lot of these autoimmune cases this way. So, Yeah, and if somebody else has a successful approach, then, you know, we tip our hat to them like know what it is, but this is kind of what we've come up with. It's been pretty consistently successful, so we're just sharing this with you. Okay, again, we, we've got over 600 hours of this stuff, and there's no hook at the end of this, no, nothing like that. It's just that when I started out in this uh, years and years and years ago, it was 25, 25 million people were considered to have uh, chronic pain in this country, which we're finding out. If you have chronic pain, maybe it's not autoimmune, but there's a, but there's a high percentage of chronic pain that is autoimmune, a high, high percentage. And now... They're saying that chronic pain is going to be 50% of the American population by 2020. So even though all this data is out there, even though there's a zillion functional medicine practitioners out there, um, there is not a zillion <laughs> chiropractic neurologists, functional chiropractic neurologists out there. Uh, even though there are a zillion people online saying, do my brain program, and I always poke them and I see what they look like. Even though there's uh, the the new new book on or the book on the you know by the medical intuitive giving you all of this data and so on and so forth, it's still exploding because the, the, it's 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 you, you just have to really know that it's it, where to start. And and our last two videos are arguing if you have a chronic fight flight response, it is a good chance it may be damaging your gut. And, and if you have an autoimmune problem, the literature is saying there's a good chance it's coming from your gut. That's kind of a good place to start. And then there's about a thousand other nuances. But some people who are going to be maybe not a 10 on the scale of gut problems and brain problems, maybe you do some of these things and that you read about and for your brain and maybe you do, do the AP diet, maybe you feel better because you don't have that much damage. Uh, if there's people out there doing that, and I think that there are, we don't see that. We see the people who have literally done everything at this point in time from countries all over the world and people all over the United States. And, and it's getting worse and it's getting worse. So that's why we share these things with you to uh, kind of get the, get, get the thoughts going in your head, maybe do a little more research. Um, certainly, you know. Just one last thing on that fight flight thing, because again, so many, and you hit this a big time in the consultation. So many people say, well, I'm not stressed. I'm not stressed. I had two yesterday. <laughs> but we're finding that many of you are stressed. And when we actually start talking about it, you've been exposed to trauma earlier in life. Actually, your life is stressful. But, you know, we're for forced as Americans to be stoic, to not talk about it. And uh, what I hear from a lot of individuals is, yeah, I try to meditate, but I can't shut off my mind. Well, if you can't shut off your mind, then you probably have some racing thoughts. Yeah. And lots of times those racing thoughts are driving stress patterns because you're thinking about getting to work, you're thinking about doing this, you're thinking about doing that, thinking about this sleep, problem, thinking about that problem. Exactly. Uh, read the book, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. And my my now late mentor, one of the last things I heard him say, he said, unless you're a yogi in India meditating eight hours a day, you have leaky gut. Because <laughs> <laughs> the stress response breaks down the yeah, gut. Because the stress response breaks down the and, gut. And so. if you're living in America, you probably have a stress response. Yeah, so that's pretty that pretty much covers it. Yeah. Okay, so that was it for today. If you're if you're enjoying this, then then you know please don't miss next week. Next week is kind of a big big deal in most people's uh, 
journey to wellness. So, okay, that's it for this week. Thank you for watching again and uh, take care. conclude the episode. Thanks for tuning in. If you like what you hear, please leave a comment and subscribe. Thank you.